This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Eric, you threw me off with the thumbs up. I do that every time. I know, but this morning, <laughs> it was just out of the corner of my eye, and thumbs up through me. So, welcome everyone to Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody, with me are Kyle and Eric. Hello again. Hello. <laughs> We're off to a little rocky start this morning. We had a mic drop. When are we? And not a the right mic mo- drop. <laughs> and not the right moment. <laughs> when are we never off to a rocky start? I don't know, you think like, oh, Friday, it's going to be so nice. You say rocky, I say charming and endearing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, today we've got some trailers to talk about, and then some kind of like our takes on some of the major headlines this week. Yeah, Mr. Scorsese's gotten some, himself in some hot water he from had to those go and step internet in fanboys. Yeah. And girls. Dirty scoundrels. God, and little, Edward Norton. <laughs> Edward Norton, yeah. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First off, we have um, the new trailers. Not a lot this week, but we include Dr. Doolittle, the Bombshell trailer, and Peter Rabbit too. So where do you want to get started, guys? Uh, I guess we can just start from the top with the Doolittle trailer. Oh yeah, it's not Doctor Doolittle. It and was originally the voyage. the voyage of Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, and that was that seemed like a long time ago now. It's very yeah, long they like ago. released that poster with all the different voice cast. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, and then I just totally forgot about it. Apparently, it's had a really troubled production. Mm-hmm. Um. And then this trailer came out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's just called Doolittle. Who was the Doctor Doolittle before him? Uh, Eddie well, Murphy wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Eddie okay. Murphy in the early two thousands or Did, late 90s. and he was an actual like vet, right? That could talk to yeah, yeah. I think animals. that's what the angle that they went. He was with like it. an actual like like a modern doctor. day vet. I've actually I've never seen those. I've only seen like the original Doctor Doolittle. So yeah, that I know was what Rex the Eddie Murphy was. Rex Harrington, I think. Maybe I, I can't remember. Mm. I can. I can't remember. I can't remember the Eddie Murphy ones. I think there was a sequel. I think there they was just, a sequel even too. at a young age, they just never looked good to me. I just have like never even as a child, I was like, "This <laughs> looks awful." Like, well, why would live action watch movies this? with talking animals? I've just never really liked. I mean, yeah, yeah I guess that's true, but I, I don't know. Even still, at a young age, I was like, "Why are people? Well, this looks bad." Well, <laughs> so when it was, I don't know. When it was announced, I was like, "Doctor Doolittle, that's such an old property." Like, I don't think kids <laughs> it's today. So old. No, no, it it really is. It really like is it's a, a miracle. Yeah. I, I know. It's super I feel old. like it's why like Dumbo didn't do well. You know, not Disney can't just remake everything. I mean, there is an audience sensibility, and yeah. some of these properties like Dumbo fall outside modern yeah, taste. A, Dumbo has always been more of like a deep cut from the Disney, like the classic Disney. I mean, it's like it's the second so Disney movie ever made. Yeah, I think it might be like the third. But it was like it was um, Snow White was the first, and then I'm pretty sure it was Dumbo. Yeah, it was like, and then Fantasia, and then Pinocchio. Pinocchio was the second. Pinocchio was Pinocchio definitely was the second. second. I know Dumbo was around the 40s during the war, so it must have been like Dumbo was either 39 or like 40 or 41. Yeah. So I, I think it, it. I don't know. <laughs> it's top. It's in the first 10. I'll but say I see that. what you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. they're. Yeah, certain franchises, just the idea of them, I guess, can seem a little dated. Right. Not to say that you can't take an interesting new take on it, but I I, don't necessarily think that this new one is that take. No. (laughs) I kind of feel like, um, besides this, Looney Tunes. Like, they're always trying to remake Looney Tunes, but I just... Oh, yeah. I don't... 
like my kids aren't gonna watch Looney Tunes, That's and sad I to hear. barely watched <laughs> Looney Tunes. And I yeah, was I didn't watch a lot. I, I watched a lot more like Disney and like Hanna Barbera stuff right. than Looney Tunes. Yeah, man, it's you guys are. I mean, I watched all those too, but I made sure to catch up on my Looney Tunes as well. It was, just, it's just so foreign to me. I've seen a lot of them, but I just I didn't like. I didn't like love them. But I don't think as I was a, a Donald Duck besides kid. Space Jam, I don't think I would have gone to a Looney Tunes movie when I was little, and let alone take my kids to one now. Like. I feel like the sensibilities of the characters are just so different. Like they are with the products of their time. And I don't think you can always modernize them without completely changing the character of who they were supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, it's just very slapstick Mm -hmm. and slapstick is a pretty, you know, it's just kind of a dated form of humor. It can still be good. Unless you're Dom Hall Gleason and the Peter Rabbit 2 trailer, which we'll talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so about this Doolittle trailer. I got a little off. Um, I'm just so confused on the tone of this thing. Should we give a synopsis? Yeah. I have it pulled up here. Go ahead. All we're saying is Doolittle, but it's the the guy who can talk to animals. It's Doolittle. He can talk to animals. Apparently the story's going to be much deeper than you think. Seriously, It's played by Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, um... Apparently, the synopsis period piece. The synopsis says that um, Doctor Doolittle lost his wife several <laughs> years ago. Oh, no. That's how Tra- it starts. Tragic backstory. Uh, so now <laughs> he hides away funny. in his manor with all the animals that he talks to or whatnot. And I guess years later, the queen is gonna make Doolittle set sail to find a cure for her after th- she's ill. And I guess that's why we see Doolittle look off into the distance of his manor and then set sail yeah, why, on a high seas adventure. Why does he need to talk to animals? In Where did the kids come in? This is what I'm saying. I, like, I are, are they wards of his? They're probably yeah, they're... his children because probably he has all a, a metaphor and the animals are actually like his kids. I don't think they're his. He's gonna kids. pull like a zombie land. Where, like, <laughs> he just took some kids. Like the puppy is <laughs> no, actually his as one daughter. does. No, back in that back in that time, you would children would become your ward. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. maybe they're. Maybe they're orphans and he's their guardian. And so then there's a a parallel story of grief and overcoming grief. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the tone of this thing on this trailer, it's like just the most overly like inspirational, beautiful like music. And then there's like these giraffe. And yeah, (laughs) there's like these key lines where Robert Downey Jr. looks like genuinely, it's just like broken. He's like red teary eyes and stuff. Oh my God, what is this? And then there'll be like a silly kind of Tom Holland, the monkeys like, yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. Or like he'll be, he'll be all tied up in (laughs) ropes and it'll be, it looks like it's played for laughs, but this incredibly inspiring music is still blasting. Yeah. So it's just a little like I really don't know. It's it's but it's I, just mixed on what the movie is trying to be, I think. Well, I, think well, I, didn't, people have, might I hadn't be even read that, that. Synop- that synopsis yet. Mm-hmm. And then you read that and I'm like, "Okay, I mean, I guess I can kind of see that in the trailer now. I probably should have done a little bit more research." Yeah, Eric. But... <laughs> don't phone it in now. <laughs> this is a January movie. Come on. It's not a good sign that it's a January movie, but at least it's a whimsical blockbuster. It's a whimsical Sherlock Holmes where he wakes up and he's Sherlock in an institution dreaming about talking to animals. Downey does look like <laughs> he looks exactly Sherlock. like his Sherlock character. Oh, I mean, obviously, maybe this is the timing. When was the, when was the third Sherlock Holmes English movie? Come out? I twenty. 21 maybe? maybe the production like of those two lined up and he's, he's like, just like oh. so he's just gonna was in the same costume he just kind of walked across the lot to the yeah. other studio and filmed the scenes for this i feel like that's what uh, he did i don't know <laughs> it's i'm telling you it's that same horrible british accent he does where he just mumbles i like his british accent 
Why? I was moved. Kyle, seriously. I, I like it. I like I like the I mean yeah. I like the movies though. So. Yeah, those are great movies. I like yeah. the Sherlock Holmes movies. I don't like the weird whimsical take this one is going with. I just think it's very odd. I was totally caught off guard and the editing in the trailer kind of contradicted the music. Yeah. But I'm not writing it off. Yeah. Cuz you know, I always I'm always up for a movie to try and do like a like if it like if you said if it is sort of like a story about grief or something, I'm I hope it can pull it off. But I, that was not what I was expecting from a Doolittle movie. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know what to make out of this two minute trailer. No, I, so that's our well, everybody take get, on it. Get used to it because you're going to be playing it on Frozen and Star Wars and Ford yeah. versus oh, Ferrari yeah. and oh, it's out there now. <laughs> Spies in disguise. My gut tells me it's. It's going to be saturated. underperform. I think people are going to sniff this out and be like, I don't. Well, the biggest thing for me is Robert Downey Jr. has always been like, you know, he's like one of the biggest stars right now. But something I've always said is like how much of that is because people just love Iron Man. Yeah. So I'm wondering if. Or Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. But I mean, even the second Sherlock Holmes movie is a while ago now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering how many people are going to turn out for this purely based on like his star power. When he's not Iron Man. Oh, I mean, the Universal's banking on that for sure. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, I think you're putting a little too much faith in that. I think you are too. They do have like a lot of well-known actors attached to this movie, but they're yeah, really animal be... voices. Yeah, right? I mean that's true, but you know, like the rest of the trails are gonna be like boom, 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 name, name. Oh name, yeah, no, name, it, doing it's little... gonna be synced up to the blasting inspirational yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah, all these names. Oh my god, the star power! The star power. I have to see this. I feel like in the modern, we've talked about this too. In the modern superhero era, the uh, intellectual property, the actual idea of the superhero becomes the star, and that movie stars are just so interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Like anybody could be plugged into that movie and have it be great. And so, I think Robert Downey Jr. made that character at the beginning of this whole thing, but but he also unintentionally kind of ruined that, that idea yeah that somehow like people go to see the star they don't go to yeah. see the star anymore with it that's why i still think joker like right. people love joaquin phoenix but they went because it's a joker, joker. solo yeah. movie they didn't go to see the next joaquin phoenix acting powerhouse right. it just happened to be a really good actor i think playing this very famous comic role mm-hmm. yeah and i think the exception that we talked about was like leonardo dicaprio is one where that's truly a star that you actually want to go yeah. see yeah act yeah maybe brad pitt to depending I'll upon the role brad pitt. any any chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's very few of those anymore mm-hmm. and i don't think robert downey jr was ever in that class of people so no i mean i feel like the the first sherlock holmes people because that was like one of his if not his first major role other than iron man yeah. after he had become iron mm-hmm. man so yeah, I feel like his his time at the top went a, has gone away with Iron Man. Right. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but that's a totally caught me off guard, that trailer. <laughs> the next one, though, Bombshell. This is a trailer worth talking about. So the teaser was <laughs> so good. It was just the three ladies, Margot Robbie, um, Charlize Theron, and... Nicole Kidman. In the, as their counterparts in the elevator, giving each other the stink eye. Yeah. And you were like, oh, what is this? And so this, with this full-blown trailer now, you get kind of the backstory. It centers around this uh, sex scandals at Fox News and th- its head, Roger Ailes. Yeah, played and by a just 
when John Lithgow came on screen, I was oh, like, whoa! Oh, it like, kind of scared me. <laughs> well, it's, like, he looks so different. Not John Lithgow's always looked a little older, but he's... He's just huge. He, he gained a lot of weight to he's be huge. Roger Ailes. And then, yeah. I love John Lithgow, though. Oh, he's so good. But, but I don't know if I want to love Roger Ailes. You don't want to love Roger Ailes. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what we're saying here. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But then you get the performances of all the ladies, and yeah. and you get a better sense of how their where their characters plug into this now. Mm-hmm. This bombshell Nicole story. Nicole Kidman is uh, Gretchen Carlson, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron is Megan Kelly, and I don't. I can't remember who Margot Robbie is. Her name is just Kayla. Is she like a fictional I think character? She's a fictional. I know character. that uh, Kate McKinnon's character is made up for the movie. Yeah. Um, but I feel like. It would I've be somebody never... like a Tommy Lauren that, yeah, or however you say her name, Lauren uh, Lauren Lauren. <laughs> I don't know Tommy, whatever it is. But no, I thought that the the overall tone of this was much more clear because that teaser was great, but yeah. it was you know just like kind of one long shot. But this because it's from the director of like the Austin Powers movies, <laughs> and uh, this movie this pretty bad movie called The Campaign. With Zach Galifianakis and oh, Will yeah. Ferrell, that was also kind of like a political thing. I oh, thought that one was really funny. That. But uh, it's written by one of the writers of The Big Short, so okay. it's, it's just interesting that to me that there's more of it. these. Yeah, there's more of these like prolific com- comedy directors taking these kind of satirical but still serious political mm-hmm. kind of takedown type movies. Um, I feel like that's a good pairing, and this trailer totally sold me. I don't think, and what I like about the trailers, I don't think it's attacking Fox News, the company, or the network. I feel like it is really concentrating on the characters. Well, it's concentrating on the, the yeah. characters and the story that, you know, happened to it be re- at Fox News. It really happened, and it took Roger Ailes down, and he lost his position in that company, and then he passed away shortly after that. How convenient. How convenient. I thought that the the use of bad guy was a little on the nose. Thank but, you, but you know, it, it, <laughs> that was it, my one it, complaint. It fit the trailer to me. I was like, oh, okay. It's uh, I don't know. Like I hate. He's it a bad guy. They're being bad. I mean, you can't. Bad guy. You can't not say they're not bad guys. <laughs> I don't know. That, I hate it when trailers kind of go a little on the nose. When okay, this that type this of song's stuff. like the biggest song on the radio, right? We're gonna put it in our trailer, and people yeah. recognize it. Yeah, I mean, it was an old time country road or whatever that old song. town road in yeah. the Rambo trailer. Oh yeah. God, which that one that really was way... for me. But... No, that one was horrible. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was still funny. But... Yeah, uh, well, yeah, for sure, it was pretty funny. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to learn more about this story because yeah, I, mean, I honestly I... don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah, I, I mean, pay I pay attention I... to Fox News. <laughs> I know about it, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how it plays out. In a movie form. Especially because mm-hmm. all these women are still around. Yeah, that's the weirdest still thing to me. That, yeah, I mean, Megan Kelly's already been asked about uh, Yeah, it's so weird seeing these the movies about yeah. events that are so recent. Right. Like, whoa. Maybe this has happened before, and but so, to me it feels like this hasn't really been a yeah. thing before. And so um, with people that are so prolific still. So, like, with the big yeah. short, I felt like they were, they were playing people that were always kind of background figures. Well, and they're just... They could be any guy. That, those issues were yeah. so nuanced and so number centric mm-hmm. that the average person's gonna have no idea, right. and they knew that. That's why they had the like Margot Robbie in a bathtub interludes, mm-hmm. kind of. Right. Because yeah, who's who's gonna be able to follow exactly what happened? But this is a much more 
kind of drama gossipy kind of yeah people fighting yeah like it doesn't use numbers but it's it not just <laughs> generic corrupt bankers it's like these people that everybody knows and sees yeah, on the there news were people constantly knew, like felt like they really knew these women yeah and that you know and gretchen carlson i don't think ever really recovered after this she lost her position at that network and mm -hmm. it's gonna be it's it's going to be probably a pretty melancholy movie as yeah. funny as parts of it will be. Mm -hmm. It's still a very serious controversy and story that happened. So you think, I don't know. You, I don't know how bad this is going to sound, but do you think as it gets closer to its release, like people are going to have backlash from this movie because it may be oh, seeming like an attack. Oh, I mean, to everything Fox is going to be well, bipartisan. Yeah. And yeah. A bunch of, I mean, I'm sure, Donald Trump's gonna love this movie, but like you know, <laughs> well he's featured course. in it. Is he? Yeah, because it's there, there oh yeah, his that, his yeah. bleeding out of her whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it's Wherever. featured in the time frame of when he was yeah. campaigning to mm -hmm. be president. So it's no, very, it's gonna you're so we're recent. gonna get a lot of hot takes and a lot of Twitter yeah. takes, and it's gonna be exactly like what you would think. Yeah, that's what I was afraid you'd say. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. So it's I guess inevitable. fair warning now as the right. time gets closer. I feel like people are so numb to that now. People on Twitter I mean, are just going to be like shouting into the void. Like nobody really cares. Yeah. Seven seconds after they make their tweet, they forgot about it and they're thinking about something else. <laughs> but yeah, that comes out like December. So that's probably um, going to be an awards contender. Yeah, a limited release in, um, at Christmas in December and mm -hmm. then uh, expanded in January. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, can't wait for this one. Then uh, last trailer we got, which I'm the most excited about out of the three, <laughs> Peter Rabbit 2. Did you see the first one, Cody? Yes, I you have did? seen the first one. I believe I took my sons to it. So okay. cute. So cute, people. Even though it makes fun of kids with allergies. Oh, yeah, that was the thing. That yes, biggest even controversy though it made, of 2018. It makes fun of people with allergies. It was so did good and cute. It didn't really. It was so good. <laughs> because they showed somebody having an allergic reaction on screen is not making fun of people with no, allergies. No, they were saying that like, it's okay to like use people's allergies against them for a joke and people are like kids are going to do this and they're going to end up killing other kids they could i mean it it's is like, a whoa i mean if it you is really think thing. about it i guess yeah i mean kids will do that but kids are also the worst <laughs> so. well, thinking a little bit too, too <laughs> not because of this. peter rabbit voiced by james corden <laughs> they're just children are in are unpredictable in fact we have really good friends whose daughter has a severe peanut allergy yeah. and and my sons accidentally gave her a cookie because they were just nice kids and wanted to share mm. their cookie Ooh. and she had an allergic reaction it it, it just happens yeah yeah and it, it doesn't have to be bad kids that do it can be actually no. really no, I, nice yeah, kids yeah yeah <laughs> just wanting to share but that being said kids are the worst yeah <laughs> uh, this trailer though peter rabbit 2 the runaway it's a totally harmless trailer. I mean, unless I like, if they make fun of people this, with allergies. <laughs> I, I was telling Kyle that I feel like, I mean, I didn't see the first one, but I feel like in the trailer there was similar slapstick stuff. I feel like yeah. these two movies are just like the perfect excuse to just throw Domhnall Gleeson around like a rag doll. I like, have to admit, I laughed out loud in my office at that part at the end of the trailer where Dom Hall Gleason is like, let's roll down the hill. Go ahead, roll with, frolic with them. And yeah. then he goes crazy and then it cuts to the, like a GoPro view of his face as he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, I kind of laughed at that too. <laughs> that was so that. bizarre. Everything, <laughs> Dom, everything yeah. Domino Gleason did just made me laugh. Yeah. I think he just, 
knows what movie he's in, so he's just gonna ham it up. Having, as yeah, much he's just as he having can. fun with it. Maybe he's making it. it for like, like his him yelling niece at or something. Him yelling at Peter Rabbit, just being like, "I hate you, Peter." Like I, I forget what he says, but he's just oh, he's yelling like, "I'm talking to you, yelling at all of Peter us. Rabbit." Yeah, yeah, don't do anything while I'm yeah. like he's. I don't know. He's yelling about at all, he's yelling at all of us. Yeah. No, I mean you specifically. Yeah, Peter. he just you specifically. He just really gets into it, and it's I don't know something about that did make me laugh. Yeah, I mean. So if yeah. anything, maybe the adults going right. to take their kids to this will see the same thing that I did. I like that, that being like the funniest part of it. I like the story. It's a it's like a tale as old as time that Peter Rabbit kind of runs away and tries to live on his own and find himself in the, the city. Son. And then Peter he gets rabbit mixed up with tour. a bad rabbit, who's not going to be his friend at the end. No. But he doesn't know that yet. No, he doesn't know that yet. He's got to learn it the hard way. I wouldn't be surprised Says, if, his, if the friend doesn't steal his coat and pretend to Donald be him. Donald Gleason's going to end up being the true friend that he's yeah. always had. Yeah. I have a suspicion that that rabbit who says he's Peter's father's friend is actually his father, but he's not a good father. No, I think he's going to steal Peter's spot because he's like, oh, I've got a semi-celebrity in a cushy. How, how would he steal Peter's ta- spot? By taking his jacket. Does rabbits look the same? They look the same. <laughs> Even other rabbits can't recognize each they other. They all kind of look the You're same. You're Peter, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's like, yes. The other rabbits know, but the humans don't know. I think that would... <laughs> Domino Gleason would know. And I feel like Rose Byrne... I feel Byrne, like he would be the one that would It know. seems like Rose Byrne loves those rabbits so much that she makes books off of them that she would know like who Peter Rabbit is. Right? Maybe. We'll see. We'll have to watch I didn't the see the movie. See. Sounds like a pretty complicated yeah. plot filled with twists and turns. Could be. I hope that's what the story is. I'm probably not going to see it. I mean, but I, think I can't that's complain. What... I mean, the trailer is the most inoffensive thing I've ever seen. Until it, it was and I laughed, it laugh. I laughed, I laughed at two. T- I laughed at two points because of Domhnall Gleeson's physical yes. acting. Yeah. Slapstick. Yes. It can't yeah, make it wonderful. Slapstick is old, like we were saying, but it. I mean, it's kind of timeless. If it's it's kind of timeless. That's but why Looney Tunes is amazing. In perfect doses, you know. It's like, yeah, that's funny. Looney Tunes like a good wasn't fart. the right kind of slapstick. I feel it like was. slapstick doesn't is doesn't work for animated characters. It has to be humans. Uh, Tom and Jerry. I don't like Tom and Jerry. God, yeah, I don't but like that's it. like the most eternal timeless. Yeah, but cartoon. it doesn't work now. That's the it, whole point. Yeah, it works now. I, I would, don't think I would, kids I like think Tom and Jerry now. now. We're about to find There's out. There's no way to know what kids like now. There's no way to know. Yeah, they're all on YouTube watching weird, messed up kid exactly. stuff with like syringes. Oh, God. Are we going to get in that conversation again? <laughs> I'm, it's true. I mean, that's what they watch. Did you find a scary syringe video? Oh, I've seen a bunch of syringe videos. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Eric has just this phobia of needles. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's severe. It's severe phobia. We've, I found <laughs> this bad. out when bad. I had to go get my flu shot, and I was telling him about it. <laughs> I don't even like picturing it when people are talking about it. Yeah, but I'm like the so the exact opposite. Like I, I like watching the needle go in. I could do it to myself. When I was in like middle school or maybe like the beginning of high school, like a couple of my friends just thought it was hilarious to tease me about it by like slapping their like armpits to like get the veins to pop up i'm like that doesn't bother me but it's, it was just kind of obnoxious they'd be like <laughs> look at us we're gonna pop our veins up it's like no good one guys yeah but they would just keep doing it and we're like what but you know they, they probably just look for it was just yes i was like you know what you look like right now us, right. us needle phobes get no respect no 
Do you Sorry, get upset Eric. when they put needle things on the screen? Like, yes. They're disrespecting me by showing me this. You know, I'm just like, why, why does every movie or show have to do the up like macro shot I say of the penetration? I'm like, next time that happens. If I see a show or a movie where like somebody's like shooting up heroin or something and it's just like a wide shot, that would be my favorite movie. I can't even tell you the last movie where I saw somebody shooting up drugs in it. Really? Yeah. No, I, that makes a lot I of sense. I steer clear of those <laughs> movies. Oh. Well, I've seen I've seen a few. Gross, Kyle and Eric. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. <laughs> Gross. Not even a part of this. <laughs> get out of here. With, get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. Well, that's it for the trailers. Yeah. yeah. So, yay. I'm excited for Peter Rabbit, too. <laughs> I like Dom Null enough that, you know. I'm not going to see it. You're not going to see it. I will take my (laughs) children to it. At least I got the laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had a nice little laugh. Domino made me laugh. All right. So we got to talk about the news features this week. um, Kyle has written a nice article about um, Martin Scorsese's hot take on on streaming in the industry. Apparently. Yeah. Sizzling. Take us back to when this all started, Kyle. What set this off? What's the backstory here? Um,. I guess one of the, it came from one of the first quotes he did while on some interview or junket for the um, Irishman. Irishman. And, of course, someone asked him about, like, you know, what, do you like Marvel movies? They're the are hot... you ever going to direct a Marvel movie? Yeah, are you movie? ever going to direct a, a Marvel movie? <laughs> and um, he responds by saying, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well as they are, with actors doing the best they can under circumstances, is theme parks. It is in the cinema of humans, uh, be- if human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Preach. Yeah, and then after more interviews and junkets, like he pretty much. Um, he was just kind of doubling down. He doubles down. Uh, one Triples another down. another quote of his was: "Theaters have become amusement parks. That is all fine and good, but don't invade everything else in that sense. This is fine and good for those who enjoy those type of films. And by the way, knowing." What goes into them now? I admire what they do. It's not my kind of thing. It's simply not. It's creating another kind of audience that thinks cinema is that. And then he, Preach. then then more quotes like it's not cinema. It's something else, and we shouldn't be yeah. invaded by those them. are his main points. And he yeah. just kind of kept doubling down. Yeah, which yeah. I give him props for. Like I'm glad that he's not like, oh, I didn't mean to offend. Like no, he's like that's just it's like what dude, I think. I mean, I kind of agree with him. I definitely agree with him in that sense. I fully agree with him. I fully agree with him. The problem I had was that he blamed movie theaters for allowing that. Yeah, that was my problem I feel like he unintentionally did. No, he said, and movie theaters need to start showing different movies. And it's we do. We do. But they also have to keep the lights on. So they have to keep making them fun amusement parks, quote Because he knows he can't control audience tastes, but somehow the theater is not the gatekeeper to that. The theater is merely the venue yeah that, that was basically the gist of my article was that i just found it annoying that he's thinking like it's a theater's responsibility to like make sure people go see the deep character pieces that are truly around instead of marvel movies and it's like well no since like theaters got made like the crux of how they stay in business is mostly because of blockbusters and people enjoy a good blockbuster yeah. i mean i, I mean, agree my... like more people should go see other types of movies in theaters too but i feel like you keep the lights on i feel like he wasn't thinking that hard about it and you know i don't think it. he had this calculated like he he ha- he's harboring this resentment towards the theater like that he's actively like thinking he about i think just I'm in, in the, the middle, moment you i don't know, know. You, people want to find some sort of 
explanation or like a scapegoat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's probably, since he's more on the creative side, he probably doesn't know all the business and the inner workings and how, like, the distribution process and all of that stuff. So to him... You think he'd have a clue? You think most directors would have a clue about that? I don't think they I really don't think they do. Some of them them do, but a lot of them are probably, you know, like... They make the movie, they edit the movie, and then once it's done, they hand it off to the businessy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? I really don't think they know how the distribution. So I side kind of, of it works. I'm not saying that I agree with him. I don't agree with him on that part really at all. But I don't yeah. think it was this conscious like dig at the theaters. I feel like he was just kind of ignorant about that. I, yeah, I feel like he had a little bit of a dig at the theaters because right now he has this his mea opus, whatever. Um, Irishman mm-hmm. and he wanted it in theaters and Netflix promised it'd be in theaters and then theaters bulked at Netflix's window and now it's not in theaters except for a few independent locations pre-selected by Netflix. Yeah. So So LA and New York. <laughs> yeah. So he I'm sure feel it's sort of feeling the slight of that mm-hmm. and probably blames theaters although I think in his mind he's probably blaming the big chains and not independents. Yeah. Um but I I also think that he really just doesn't understand distribution because that's the producer's role in the whole thing is to work with the studio on the distribution plan because that's the money side of things i'm not maybe i don't know if he's the producer or the irishman i don't know but a lot of times i'm not like, familiar i yeah. don't know a lot of times people will technically be credited as a producer right, when they don't know. yeah I don't think they know a lot. Like executive produced by. But what did you really do? I think what he <laughs> what is grasping at overall and that what he maybe himself failed to realize is that his issue with what is shown in theaters is more of a commentary on the changing landscape that streaming has brought in because theaters 30 years ago showed these movies mm-hmm. and it was never an issue, but now with the way p- media dollars are consumed, you know, and the mm-hmm. way streaming has taken the value out of those films. Plus the constant success of, you know, stuff right. like Marvel movies, it's especially. Turned t- turn the theaters into event spaces with event titles mm-hmm. and has really taken all of the theatrical business out of the media the mediocre like middle of the road films where you did have more of that exploratory of human emotion so like those films that may not have grossed a ton but did really good like early evening grosses they they're just going away because people look at those films now and say i can get this on street this is streaming value film yeah this isn't theatrical value film Mm-hmm. And so you're getting this diversion of the qu- of quality cinema into event type cinema, mm-hmm. which can still be quality. Like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was still quality and event like. Yeah, it's not impossible. And then everybody else's kind of. Well, I think it's stuff. also it, it's just a natural extension from that. Like I, it's not said as much anymore, even though it's still the case. But a lot of like a couple years ago, people were saying that the. You know, television is where these sorts of stories are. Yeah. You know, these these long form, character driven, more complex, psychologically driven narratives. I think TV came into that recently. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, like because people were talking about it. you know back like with shows like Breaking Bad and right. Mad Men. That's kind of when it really started gaining steam, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. streaming when that took off. That just created a an a, an avenue for more of those types of stories to be made. Right. So then people maybe who would have made a movie version mm-hmm. of that type of narrative were like huh actually over here not only can i 
do this with a lot more freedom, but I have eight, nine, 10, right. 11 hours of time to tell my story. Oh, so then yeah. that kind of leaves a void there in the movies. And then mm-hmm. obviously the event stuff just kind of fills it in. I would also say too that streaming and Netflix also had a lot of money. I think oh, yeah. there's been a money issue on the studio side. There, mm-hmm. Financing has become more and more difficult. And mm-hmm. as studios vertically integrate, yeah. they actually don't have the budgets you would think they, they would that was, have. That was Scorsese's big main thing for going with Netflix. Because mm-hmm. like, originally, of course, he didn't want to. He would right. want to go the traditional route. But Netflix, just at the end of the day, they can afford to give him the money and the freedom to do what he wanted that he wanted to do yeah this traditional routes just couldn't i think paramount was interested but they i think they had already spent a lot of money on ang lee's film (laughs) and that turned out (laughs) and they didn't have the resources yeah because i don't think the market is truly there to justify the expense on the on the technical side for yeah. these films. And I think Ainley's Gemini Man is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. It was a mediocre story, amazing stellar special effects, like groundbreaking. But that's just not enough to get people into the theater mm-hmm. if your story wasn't up to par. Mm-hmm. And so people are were, numb to special effects. I think you were never going to make the effects budget back with that yeah. film. It was always ever going to be a story at a certain level. I can't remember the last time public like the overall public opinion was like these like it was probably avatar i think it honestly. was avatar but because think... ever since then you know people are like yeah cool it has good special effects that's a given every right. single movie these days has you know technically really mm-hmm. great i kind of feel effects. like the only thing that avatar had different i'm not even saying the story was better because the story was pretty generic it was um, everything it needed to be yeah. it was you know but i think the leap from just 2D special effects to 3D mm-hmm. was a big leap at that time. Yeah, yeah and I mean, sure. it created the whole world. Right. You know, people, people, my, I, I tend to forget about this too, but, you know, everything that we see nowadays, that's, it started with Avatar. Right. Yeah, and people definitely. Had, there was like a whole generation of people that hadn't enjoyed a 3D film. Mm-hmm. And, and people that, think of 3D as like the red and blue the red cardboard and blue, things yeah. that like cut your nose. Yep. Do they not use those anymore? They don't use those. No, forever. they don't use the red and blue. Did they not? Okay, no. it's been a long time since I've seen a movie in 3D, so no, I don't think they use those. In they're like s- they're a long. They're regular time. glasses. Special oh, are they? glasses now. Yeah, oh, maybe like the, I. I don't know. If I, with depth filters. Now I feel ridiculous because maybe I have seen, seen one a recently. 3D movie in like over 10 years. Maybe yeah. not that long, but I probably just haven't even thought about it to be honest. Like yeah. I was probably more mad that I was going to see a movie in 3D. Well, the red and blue was like a thing in the 80s. But then it kind of died off, cardboard. and then they kind of brought it back as like a novelty. But yeah. people yeah. were like, like, uh, okay, now Spy Kids really 3D, <laughs> they had the red and blue. Right. That was like the last movie I remember seeing in 3D that had the red and blue. Uh, so, yeah, I think, yeah, you're probably right there. So Oops. Avatar <laughs> was like this huge leap. Like you got these real looking glasses, and it really, it was real people, mm-hmm. and you saw huge depth of field and so crazy whereas ang lee's movie probably is just as high of leap given the frame rate and the ability to digitally de-age somebody and will smith is a great character for that but that didn't change the experience of going to the movie at all we'll never know now our theater is offering the high frame rate And, it, and it? he wasn't the it fir- is this weekend yeah he, oh well all right. he wasn't the first one to dh somebody and so no, i this think it's been done for several years yeah now. so i don't think there was anything super special other than like oh you got the process right this time and that wasn't enough to bring somebody 
into the theater. Yeah. 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 When was Tron Legacy? 2011? I think it, that sounds right. Because did they digitally recreate Jeff Bridges or did they de-age him in that? They de-aged him in that. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's almost, that's eight oh, years 2010. ago 2010. I was off yeah, nine years. That's like basically a decade ago mm-hmm. people have been seeing this de-aging technology. And then the Star Wars movies had them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the Rogue One Star Wars yeah. movie had. Infamous now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've de-aged of a, a person that's deceased. Yeah, well, they didn't even de-age him. They just right. recreated. They de-aged Carrie. Well, they also and just they... created Carrie Fisher from scratch. Right. She looked way worse than Peter Cushing in that movie. She yeah, did. that one did she, look strange. And she didn't need, you didn't need to have her That's face. That's the last from, shot of the movie. Hope. You're like, that doesn't give me hope. That's not <laughs> what I want to end yeah. the movie on. No. Could've but just no, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's going to be, so, I don't even know if technology can advance to the point or make a leap. Unless it's virtual reality. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's the next big going. one is that it's going to be a virtual reality film where you're sitting in the theater, but you can experience everything like with a headset on. Would people want that though? Like, do, would, do people want to have to turn their heads and like, wait, I might be missing something behind me? Oh, wait, what? What? I, I think, don't think I don't think they do because I think virtual reality would have been here already sooner if people it makes really sense wanted for games. It. Like, makes perfect sense for games, but where movies, you're interacting, like, I feel like. This is the perfect way to watch movies. Right. You know, just look at the screen. Or it's going to yeah. be like Futurama, where it's just a scary part on the internet for yeah. adult things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do we want to get into the thoughts Edward Norton had? Yeah, I mean, his yeah. his statements came a little bit it. afterwards, but his main argument was the reason why like theater attendance is down and people are opting to stay home and watch streaming stuff is because theaters... Too many theaters, like o- over half, just aren't giving the presentation that is promised to people. Like yeah. the the image is really dim because they didn't actually check the luminosity of the bulb mm-hmm. or the sound. The speakers are, you know, not surround sound. The not crisp. Seats are gross. They haven't been kept up. Yeah. So people just don't really want to go there for that. I think he. I can attest. I I think he's <laughs> right about that. I think the major theater chains trying to cut corners don't turn up the bulbs Mm -hmm. because they don't want to have to pay for so many more bulbs and so they don't turn up the the brightness just and then that's the sad part is people don't realize it right but if if they did it the right and that's what edward norton says he's like if they did it the right way people would be going whoa this is what it's like i Mm -hmm. think you're definitely seeing it i do on a certain level with our our clients who the ones that have converted to luxury recliners increase their business yeah mm-hmm. it's not a big it, number of them doing it but i think it's gonna keep oh, bumping everybody up slowly but surely. that has done it has increased their business yeah 3d has not increased business no. new people sound don't like system. 3d i feel like yeah for a long time people well, like new sound yeah. systems different screens that's none of that stuff increased business the digital systems didn't increase business what increases business is what gives somebody a better experience you yeah. put different food in the concession stand and like more upscale foods you add beer and wine (laughs) and you add luxury recliners and your business goes up i've never seen anybody who's lost seats converting to recliners because they're bigger you lose seat counts 
and not increase business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes perfect sense. So he's right. We've talked about this before. Like mm-hmm. the seats, the the room that you're going to be sitting, and that's the very right. first thing you notice when you go into a theater. And whether it's conscious or not, you know, if it's like a luxury kind of presentation that you can't get at home, you're going to register that and be like, okay, this is this is like is this is what it's like to go to the movie. Mm-hmm. I like this. This I like is something different. People like the big screen. So if you can make all the other denominator, common denominators the same, the seating, the concessions, the things that you are competing with in your living room, mm-hmm. but the one thing your living room will never ever have is the big screen. Yep. And so, and so if you can make everything else just as nice as the theater and it have a ticket price that matches something that's not going to break the bank for people, they will go in. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Edward Norton doesn't also talk about ticket pricing, although I think he may, he, the tone of his comments makes it seem like they're paying too much for what they're getting. Yeah. I mean, it's just the whole package is not worth it. And people know that. But the problem is with that is that theaters don't get as much of the box as people assume. And so to make any money, they're doing it off concessions and other things. And I, I feel like that model needs to, be reversed a little bit and as streaming becomes more popular and we're getting less and less product in the theaters i feel like the the i don't know i'd like to see the theaters be able to back off on their film rental to the studio saying hey i'm not going to pay you as much because i don't get as much from you but i think the opposite is going to happen i think studios are going to get cut the supply down so much that the demand on the theater side is going to run, you know, yeah, we need the to price demand will rise. Yeah. That is interesting. That makes a good segue to our last topic. Though, yeah. About poor old super intelligence, which I doubt many people have even heard of. Right. Super intelligence is, was Warner brothers film at Christmas starring Melissa McCarthy and directed by her husband, Ben Falcone. Yeah. And, and it now officially went to HBO Max. Yeah, like yesterday. Yeah. Mm. It's like, oh, it's another one. Okay. So, so Warner's isn't going to have a Christmas title, I don't think. For this year? For this year. Yeah. I'll that is double check. That, that sounds right. Ever happened before? Is that maybe. rare? Uh, maybe, but I think it's It's probably rare. never happened where they sold their Christmas movie to streaming, though. Right. Um. I mean, they have that Richard Jewell movie coming close to Christmas, but it's not like a, a family picture. No. And no. I mean, that's going to be like Clint Eastwood's previous releases where like what, whatever that the 15, 17 to, to Paris. Paris. Yeah. Like mm, it'll just be okay. It'll be there. Yeah. But it's not like a event Christmas movie where yeah. you can count. Right. It wasn't like on making a lot of money. It's no Aquaman. No <laughs> Aquaman. Still never seen um, <laughs> Eric, I don't want to. Ah, you're fine. You don't it's, want to at this point. Superhero movies. You, you don't. You honestly Ooh. coming His from a guy who likes cleansed. these movies. Like you, it's fine if you don't. You, you know exactly what it would be like. Yeah, I know exactly what it would be like. Well, there's other reasons to go to it, but they're not your reasons. They're mom <laughs> yeah, reasons. I, I, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> super intelligence. I mean, I. I, really I would know say what it's it kind of about. a bummer, but yeah. these movies by Falcone are not very good, so I'm right. kind of like, <laughs> well, eh, Mac- you can take this one. Melissa McCarthy is great. She's not gr- directed by her husband. She needs another person or another director to bring the best of her oh, yeah. talent out. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's comedy or dramatic roles. 
Yeah. Um, and maybe Warner Bros. finally realized it after seeing the movie, and they're like, there's just no point in spending marketing dollars on this, even well, to show in theaters. So let's just throw it on Well, like service. most of these things, the most interesting yeah. part of this isn't that it was sold to streaming, because, I mean... I mean, yeah, like you said, this is, if Warners was going to sell one of their movies to streaming, it probably would be this one. Yeah. But Cody was saying earlier, before we started the podcast, kind of, I mean, I can't, I can't summarize what you said. Right. So this is kind of what I've always been saying about streaming, is that streaming was never going to destroy theaters. What streaming is going to do, and we, we touched about this a little bit earlier, is that there's just going to be this divergence of product going to streaming and then product going to theaters and that and what it's going to do is make theaters more event centers for event type or amusement parky or amusement parky and then and just limit the overall product the theaters have access to mm-hmm. it's just, it's not going to be that that product's going away it's just going to be limited so all those mid-tier mid-range films that would have done great on matinees are now just going to be it's just reinforcing the idea that they're streaming movies and now, yeah. and these companies need con- that streaming content. So they're going to start pulling from their theatrical slate to put into streaming to, I would, I would say to um, have points of time within the year where there's a, a decent film on their platforms. Yeah. And then the, the other points will be theatrical films. So you, I think in the future you're going to see more Marvel and DC and superhero <laughs> movies in the theater and more of these character pieces on streaming. <sighs> Heard a and little Scorsese people, coming out of here. now people are going to be like, Joker proved that people want these complicated character-driven movies. Yeah. And people are going to be like, like, what are you complaining about? We have the complicated character-driven movies. It's like, yeah, but they're all just comic book movies, really. Right. Like, Joker's not one of those movies. No. God. I like I said I I would have no problem if just the next thing was here, but it's been so long. It what if the next been. thing never comes? <laughs> <laughs> they say every nothing lasts forever, but it feels like forever. We live huh? in weird times, you know. We Stranger do. things have happened. Maybe this is just this is movies now. The the next thing will come when the rate of the um return rate of return on these superhero movies isn't what it used to be. It'll probably come when the people, all of these fanboys and girls, like they'll just finally kind of grow out of it if yeah. they ever do. They'll stop. And then the eventually. next generation will be like, "Those are dad movies." Like, eh. I feel. The or next thing, honestly, will, that is very plausible. Yeah, the next thing will come with, with from whatever they are into, like move, like meme movies. I think it's gonna be meme movies. Like, TikTok. I don't know what that is gonna be, but. Actually, when I think about it, yeah, I feel like that's going to be the next thing. It's going to be like one of those It's so abstract, I couldn't tell you what it would look like. Like the Lego movie or the Emoji movie, but just with... No. 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 Those are are a bunch of old, out-of-touch dudes in a boardroom trying to... You know, what are the kids into these days? It's like, you no, know, like the streamer, no. like the ones like PewDiePie and those. It'll He's be an f- old streamer now. Right. Jeez. Well, but That's I would think so that enough of the audience would recognize the name that yeah. it'll be like they're them just doing like an hour or 90 yeah. minutes of that. I mean, they already stream for eight plus hours a day. Yeah. And, you know, people That's watch. what the movie will be. Is just so them. Weird. Now that sounds like a nightmare. And it'll be streamed into the theaters. It won't be like <laughs> pre-cut, edited. It'll just be like, okay, he's gonna start his streaming. Everybody get to the theater. Oh. 
Yeah, that I mean, I'll take it if me. it means that comic movies can finally just take a back seat. I I mean, I I know I sound very I just want something new because I'm a fan of them, but even I don't want those to be replaced by streamers. Like that doesn't sound. I just want something new. And it's not going to be streamers. They're not going to leave their streaming platforms. But the abstract concept of like meme movies, I feel like that's not that far. I don't think they'll leave their streaming platforms. I think that because of streaming, the the theaters will just pull into it like it'll be, or You'll the like studio sitting in the auditorium and see the giant screen somebody like moving their cursor up and typing in like twitch yeah <laughs> well i think it'll be the or studios will eventually own platforms and mm-hmm. have what was if we get back to the day where the studios own the stars because Oof. they own the platform I mean, history repeats itself yeah maybe that that's be, what we're gonna probably see. Gonna, i mean probably a lot of, a lot of studios already make sure to try and get like um some, non- yeah. some yeah, kind of already happening. You see, like they don't own them, but they try to make sure, like, hey, we'll keep. I mean, you kind of see it, like you. with like like Ninja now. Microsoft bought him out, yeah. and I mean, who yeah. knows specifically what's going on behind the Ninja scenes? Ninja is a streamer. Is a streamer. <laughs> he was on Twitch. It was Twitch's number one streamer. He's on the Masked Singer. People know who he is. He was but, on the Masked Singer. Yeah, he was like the ice cream cone. Oh. Could he actually sing? I didn't watch that part. I oh really God. didn't want to. <laughs> um, I can only handle so much cringe and enjoy it. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I, it wouldn't be out of the question if, like, Disney, I'm imagining, like, Disney headquarters, and there's, like, these rows and rows of rooms where streamers are, like, just Performing. plugged into the yeah. wall, and Disney's, like, bringing them food and bringing, like, right. t- like a bucket to poop in. Like, yeah. Just keep streaming. <laughs> keep streaming. We'll keep giving you everything you want. Right. Like, yes, money. Mickey. <laughs> so, yes. So, yeah. So, Ninja went over to Microsoft because he had something like a million. Some ridiculous amount of money. I, a fo- No, a million followers. And so, Microsoft wasn't investing in him for his content. They were investing in him for his followers. Hoping yeah. to get to launch their whatever their and platform I mean, Mixer is. has been around for yeah. years now, but it's been s- kind of a joke. Stagnant. It still is kind of a joke. It is a joke. Because Even this whole Ninja. Ninja deal really didn't work out like they thought it would. No. But the point is, like, nin- there's no way Ninja would have gone over to Mixer if he didn't get, like... A huge payday. A bajillion dollars. Yeah. And, but you saying, like, movie studios, that would be interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. owning streamers well i read oh. this really interesting this sounds really dystopian sort of interesting yeah, right. article about tiktok and how the short form you know like Katzen- quibi is coming katzenberg has developed quibi which is mm-hmm. short form streaming yep. um they stories get huge names attached to that already yeah so th- because they think attention spans are just going to get so small that short form is the way to go it's sadly probably true and and so you're already seeing people from the theatrical studio side investing. Yeah, it's had like and billions say, of dollars in the, investments, not even out yet. The stars of tomorrow will be the sh- will be the teenage streamers of today. Yeah. <laughs> that was like That's the so headline. Weird. Well, I know people. I'm just going to use Joaquin Phoenix because we talked about him uh-huh. recently. But people like of that caliber are already signed and like filming things for Quibi. Like, really? Yeah, like these big name people already attached. So when this whatever it is comes out, there's gonna be these like high profile actors and actresses yeah. in it, which is just bizarre to me. It's like 
you know, there used to be a time where actors were like, oh, I don't want to make go to TV because that's kind of a drop. Right. But now they're like, yeah, I want to be in a Snapchat movie. It's like, whoa, yeah. what is going on? They, well, and they are starting to get into social media and realizing the power that their celebrity has in, All in, memes. in producing endorsements. So mm-hmm. it'll just be them streaming on their TikTok or whatever. Their little videos like, I'm getting my hair done and I used wow. blah, 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 hair stuff. And then they got yeah. paid like a million dollars because yes, they probably didn't even actually that's already it. how it works with streamers yeah. like i mean again to go back to ninja like red bull owns him like yep. every shot of him in any public appearance whatsoever he's drinking red bull he's drinking red bull he has a red bull headband red bull shirt in his streams he has his red bull mini fridge filled with red bull behind him at all times it's like it's just so any I sponsors that want to sponsor this podcast will add a video form and we can have your product in the background. Mm-hmm. I mean, you already see oh, it yeah, kind of like with, we'll suck her in. <laughs> yeah, with bigger YouTube channels, they always have like their sponsor. And a lot of times you start realizing it's the same sponsor making the rounds. Like, mm-hmm. like there's this game called Raid. It's like some mobile game, but so many different YouTube channels sponsor are sponsored mm-hmm. by it and they're all giving it their shout out. Yeah. And they get so much money from that so much but they i think it's because they directly influence so many people because i find that studios today and this is where another issue we're having is that studios had their traditional tracking measures that aren't translating anymore it won't mean anything they just there's no way to track interest and um you know like know-how of these films Mm -hmm. and because the the people aren't going through traditional means like they could track you through the tv sets they could track yeah. you so through weird. radio they could track the, those things they can't track you online streaming mm-hmm. especially because you have anonymous profiles so they're not getting as much demographic information they are they're finding their sources they're paying google for it so don't <laughs> yeah. let me mislead you on that they are getting your info and your data but it's just, i'm just amazed how long it's taken these more traditional methods to catch up yeah to like how people are doing it now it's yeah i don't know thinking about these streamers and like meme movies i, I really think that's probably I think it would help if movies are just gonna go away if, i think it would help if theaters started to create more presence online and started creating venue brands for their theater like all theaters are different. I've never been in two theaters except for chains. Like yeah. I'm talking the independents. The oh, yeah. what I think different. will survive into the future is the independent. It's the theater downtown that was once an opera house that converted to mm-hmm. a movie theater that has these um, that just looks amazing. Just going to it's a novelty in of itself. Yeah. If they just played that up and branded that experience, mm-hmm. like you can see this movie anywhere or this this video anywhere, but you can't see it in a 200 year old like you know opera house yeah. conversion like those are the, those are the experiences that younger people today are looking for they want to add that value on they don't want to just go to the movie they want to go to the movie sip a glass of wine and look at ornate wood carvings i mean they just <laughs> so just, they can live stream it to their followers yeah so they can instagram it like <laughs> in the background i mean if that's the behavior that that is that if that's what people are doing that's the behavior that they're after mm-hmm. then you need to as much as you don't like it accept it just bite your tongue and, and find just out how you can use how that it is yeah i agree just figure out how you can use it because i feel like the little guys are in the best positions with the most unique 
interesting theaters to be able to do that mm-hmm. in the future. And the most, you know, if Hollywood doesn't want to give them their big blockbusters, if they're not going to get Frozen 2 this Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, what else can they do to to have, to bring people in over that time? Yeah. The future. The 2020s. <laughs> the rise of the meme movies. The meme movies. You heard it here first, people. Oh, you beat me by a second. Yeah. Predicting, <laughs> I am, make, I I am gonna say. predicting the future right now. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I am confident, I'll keep too. thinking about it. Maybe form a little bit more concrete idea of what a meme movie would actually be. We should t- we should each but write about what we think it'll be. Like It's just the, so abstract. Because memes and meme culture is... An, the internet in general it's all so abstract right buried in miles deep irony like it's probably probably wouldn't even resemble a movie like we think of movies now Uh -uh. everyone just comes out here uh, comes out of the theater scene and whoa (laughs) just mind blown (laughs) this is crazy i love it i'm so excited i I think the streaming thing is my it that's one i'm gonna stick with it's gonna be the yeah, streaming's not going away. Today. It's not going away. It's going to be the stars of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting when you see say that. They're Leonardo. not going to have any talent. <laughs> so long. They're not going to be classically trained it's, actors. It's, yeah, people, and people are totally okay with that. You know, They'll, they just watch people bit. being pe- themselves. I feel like I when guess. you put them in a movie, though, they have to have some. Oh, it's cr- It's usually pretty cringy. Yeah, like, like I just saw where Lala Anthony is getting trounced because she can't act in whatever TV show she's in right now. I feel like I don't even know who that is. Yeah, it's yeah. You just said a bunch of words that I don't know what. Uh, she is. a streamer. She's, she Ooh. used to be married to Carmelo Anthony. I think they're divorcing mm-hmm. now. <laughs> she, oh well, she was on MTV. Player. I'm pretty f- oh, sure she was like a VJ back in the day. A what? A VJ, like a video. No. <laughs> Well, yeah, she has one of those. A video journalist? You know how, like, they were not DJs at MTV, but VJs because it was video music? Music videos? Yeah, and they were, like, (laughs) yeah, they were video jockeys. Curators? Yeah, Like, playlists of music videos? VJs. Okay, Okay, well, that makes more sense. Gosh. (laughs) You're making me so self-conscious say VJ. I honestly, I thought you were saying like VJ. Sorry, you were like just saying VJJ. Like it was just a whole bunch of gibberish to me. Wait, I, I was already, I was already lost, said. and then all of a sudden oh. I hear VJ. I'm like, okay, Car- you heard a Carmelo and a Lala, Hella Blue. The point was, she doesn't. She's not a classically trained actor. She's in a TV show. It's very apparent that she's not trained. Oh, what sure. TV show is it? I have to go look it up. Look it up, Kyle. You have Some a computer. Probably no, dumb show. La La Anthony TV show. No, I mean, things like that are so obvious. And then within seconds, the internet will rip it apart. Right. So, you know, you can't. Is it power? It's not yeah. as simple as just making, okay, putting a streamer in a movie. I don't even That's know. It's not how it works because right. they can't act. People it, are going to hate it. They're going to make no, fun of it. That's why I'm saying it wouldn't be putting streamers in films. They have to be streamers on their streams. Mm-hmm. With uh, within context, though, it'll be certain streams. It won't just be somebody playing a video game, but it might be just the chit chat stream, and somebody's mm-hmm. talking about just like chatting. Yeah, the just chatting. IRL. And then it'll be like an hour of just chatting where they have a list of topics and then product Podcast. placements. Yeah. <laughs> eh, no thanks. Or to be like the I PewDiePie really type, the where he goes out and does pranks and stuff. Ashton I hate K- pranks. Ashton Kutcher's just probably prank, already bro. on it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully no, he punks people. He does he punk prank people. people. Oh yeah, 
he used to, he used, he used to, punk. to. Now he's on to bigger and better. Things. No, he's still punking people just in, with technology. Just he, a punk, bro. He's like, let's like have P Diddy put his phone number out and he'll text you back. Actually, Kutcher does do that with his phone. I think it's like a not a burner phone, but it's just like a separate phone. It's not even a real phone. It's an app, and he just gives puts out a number, and the app is the one texting you back. I remember Mm. that. It's fake, and P Diddy just did it, and it's all part of this app called Community, where stars can go throw out a false number people think like and it's like jeremy renner app yeah it's exactly <laughs> what is the jeremy renner that was so the jeremy Ren- renner app and then people started realizing that some of the replies were coming from other people yeah so they oh, were he, people brigaded and just hacked and trolled that app into the ground yeah so it's when, basically like a social media app but just for jeremy renner where you yeah. could like you pay money and you can see his posts right but he so he right. had all these it was like the most self righteous, horrible like, thing cringy ever. Posts, but he also, the base of it was, and P Diddy's doing the same thing. The base of it was is that you text, and he was supposed to like text you back. Well, it's not personal really, relationship. Yeah, it wasn't Renner. really him. And I think in the Jeremy Renner app, it was actually other people also like, hey, mm-hmm. what are you doing? They would, and then of course people started posting like really racist, horrible oh, things, but horrible, it looked like Jeremy Renner thing. was doing it. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it's horrible, but it's so, so funny. So he had to get rid of it. Yeah. But what other stars was gonna happen, are doing Jeremy? it. And Ashton uh, Kutcher, weird. I think, is an investor in that. I th- yeah, I think so. He was like the first guy I saw that was doing it. Yeah. But it just is trying to get your demographic information, your contact information, so that they can send you fake like text messages and little videos but like p diddy's if you call the number it's like hey i'm in the studio right now <laughs> laying down some mad tracks <laughs> like it's so re- it's so cringy <laughs> just about getting ready to go pump out some bars that's yeah. amazing that's if you call the number oh, if you God. text the number like immediately it's like hey i'm busy right now like super people's, fast people's need for like vicarious celebrity lifestyles is it knows no bounds yeah I would have, I just can't imagine how many people fell for this. Like if a celebrity was like, I want to get closer to my, to my fans and then actually throw out their number, you would be like, what's wrong with you? Like you're losing it. Oh, Uh, I thought it was. Oh, Jeremy Renner's losing it. Okay. I feel like Jeremy Renner's going crazy. No, I don't think he's going going crazy. Well, he did have a role in Arctic Dogs. Well, I mean, anybody who would have made that Jeremy Renner app a thing, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> it's worth looking into if you Wait. just want to just cringe nonstop. Yeah. Because, you know, people, I feel like pe- most people think they like Jeremy Renner. You know, like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. I like some of the movies he's in. But this, it's like, what? <laughs> Who does right. this? And it's I guess hilarious. His, video, his posts were really bad, too. It was like. Well, most of them were just like him pointing the camera at his face. Like. It's like, what's up, my runner heads? Like, um, you're with me always. I'm just here on the set of blah, 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 about to go do a shoot. Like, I love you all. But I feel like this is... And you pay money for it. Traditional actors trying to get into that streaming space. But they don't know how to do it. Because they're too... They're too old and they've never had those experiences. (laughs) It's That's absolutely what it is. Yeah. It's like, wait, I could do this myself. And they they don't know how to use their social media platforms to promote themselves and they don't know like, and they feel very uncomfortable having that privacy wall 
taken mm-hmm. down. Like there's several comedians that are very good at social media, but there's no privacy. Mm. Like no, you got to know what you're getting into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I feel like traditional actors, there's always been that arm's length privacy. Like mm-hmm. you don't get to see me like, in my actual element because I need to be all things to all people. Yeah. And oh, by doing this, you can't be all things to all people. And so it's going to affect your acting career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just need to know that. <laughs> Stay in your lane, Jeremy Renner. So they were trying to, like, do it half-assed <laughs> a little bit. Like, oh, and it showed. I'm, I'm here. You can look in. I'm on the set. Look at me. Look at me. But you can't really know what movie I am or what scene. Or, <laughs> and is it really even me right now? Then you just come across as, like, just the most self-absorbed egotistical like vain person right that doesn't own up to it oh man i lost so much respect for jeremy Renner. (laughs) he's just he's just hilarious to me now like does he feel like (laughs) lost a fan (laughs) you think he's more old man to you like this is what the kids want from me so old man (laughs) so old man that could be the case rather than he's cool hawkeye yeah (laughs) i'm just like Yeah, you were in a couple of Avengers movies, but you made an app about yourself that charged people right. money to look at your pictures. Yeah, I, I could talk about this forever, but that's pretty that's much. I feel fe- like oh, we future have. of theatrical distribution. <laughs> oh man, I love Renner it. heads. I love what this world is. The direction we're going, as absurd as it is, <laughs> just a lot for the ride <laughs> at this point. <laughs> it scares me, man. <laughs> oh, of course, it should scare Do you, you but you got to embrace it. Do you think there's ever going to be a day where people are just like, I've had enough, click? And they just turn it off. I'm already at that point. And when I get they home, will my for phone a little bit. Off. It'll be like people will be like, "I'm gonna quit technology for a month." Yeah. And then they'll say like, "It was amazing. It was one of the best things I've ever done." And then they're gonna go right back to it. People that do that—that's so strange for me to hear. Because like, before we have all this stuff, like you've gone years without yeah, it. But it's different because once you have it, you know. But now people are like, "Oh my gosh, I never realized what life was like." And it's like yeah. really like. You know how so you say, down, you say that, but like, while. I, I, I agree with that first part. It's easy to say that, but like, it kind of, it's like a human nature thing. Like once you, once you have a thing, once you know right. what you can do with it, you don't really go back. I'm struggling like, with the people. People used to walk everywhere. They didn't have cars. Right. Like, why can't you just not have a car for a month? Well, sure. And it's like, because people it's, had that's horses. just how the world works. That's it's how just, technology works. But just works. them being, I guess it's just the preachy part about it, where it's just like, oh, oh my, oh my gosh, I never. How did I live without yeah, tweeting or without it... taking pictures of all my meals? Yeah, or or just <laughs> on the opposite end, where they're like, I can't believe how great life is without technology. And it's like, I mean, you knew that already before <laughs> getting. I don't know. It's just, it's just weird stuff to me that people say stuff like that it's like well yeah obviously obviously just we- that awkward transition before we all become s- melded or morphed with our technology Apparently. yeah before we all become cyborgs. it's just weird i don't know i do find like i'm really trying to not be on tech as much when i go home in the evenings mm-hmm. but i need like little the convenience of the phone is the hardest thing that i'm having like yeah all my other s- files are on my computer. I leave that at the office. I just have my phone with me. I have no computer at home. And when I want to look up something like an Amazon package came, but before I wanted to open it for my kids, I wanted to see. So mm-hmm. there it was on my phone checking yep. my Amazon oh, yeah. order. And it's oh, like, because yeah. it was a gift for them. So I'm glad I didn't mm-hmm. open it in front of them um, as a Christmas gift. And so 
it's just the convenience of it is what I'm the hard part I'm having. I can like click off of all the pl- social media platforms and mm-hmm. things like that. It's the other, it's the email and the other stuff. Yeah, that and is I've never hard. really sure. had a relationship yeah. with social media like at all, really. Yeah, but it's the other things like, like a little while ago I went home and I was on my computer and I just without even realizing it, I was like doing what I do at work. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is going on? Like Wait, looking at do- this, looking at the same like website, like reading the articles, like, hmm, I wonder if I should write it. I'm like, I'm at home right now. Like, what? <laughs> what is going on? I didn't even realize it until like 10 minutes in. Right. It's like, whoa. That's funny. This cut, is crazy. Cut yourself off quick. Like, I'm one can't. with the machine. Yeah. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sadly, that probably will be what will happen. Bring on the dystopia. So, what are we doing this weekend? What are we seeing? Well, I'm not seeing the lighthouse because they didn't come here. I yeah. told you they were probably only going yeah, 600 prints. It was a bit of a 1500 leap. 1500 was even a leap to bring it Where's here. Where's the closest place that has it? Probably Salt Lake or yeah, Seattle I could, I could or Denver. I could make it. It's worth no, it. No, I have to go to Billings and fix my car again. Oh, <laughs> sad. Okay, so that's what you're doing. Maybe my grandparents and I will see something. What will. What are the new releases this weekend? Maleficent. We, yeah, we got oh, yeah. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and Zombieland Double Tap. You could take Grandpa to Zombieland. I don't know if you've seen the first one. Well, I don't think you need to see the first one to know what's going on in this one. <laughs> yeah, but you got to know all the rules. You got to know. I don't think the rules apply in this know one. The title of the movie together. is one of the rules. They said that the zombies have evolved. And that the rules might not work anymore in one of the trailers. Ooh. Are you not paying attention yes. to this stuff, I Eric? The trailers. They're faster. They're more agile. They're something. They're evolved zombies. They're like zombies, but super zombies. Yeah, they're super, super zombies, zombies now. That sounds like a sequel plot. Plus, you get the dumb girl that doesn't follow any of the rules. No, I'll probably end up, I will end up seeing that at some point. Um, I like the first one enough. Yeah. It would be weird to see zombies again. You know, just because, like, that was the biggest thing ever. And then they just right. kind of, like, went away. Well, it's crazy because, like, the first Zombieland came out even before, like, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead or Came out one and year have... after Walking Dead started. Yeah, exactly. So, like, and, yeah, Walking like, Dead wasn't zombie the craze wasn't it quite was. there yet, I don't think. It was building, but, yeah, it was, it was not, building, like, a, but it wasn't an established there. phenomenon. And now, like, the zombie franchise or zombie movies and shows or whatever are kind of dying War, off. Did and World now War we have Z it again. kill zombies? Or yeah. was it Resident Evil's five movies or four movies? No, Resident Evil was always oh, going to be its own the thing. Genre? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, World War Z was like, what, 2012, I think? Yeah, 12 or that didn't. That wasn't the last one. That was. I almost wonder if Walking Dead kind of Walking made Dead might else have, be like, yeah. okay, let's Walking not Dead's do it. like a joke to everybody I know who still watches it. Like, uh-huh. I've never talked to anybody who's happy that they're still watching it. Really? Like, yeah, I'm still watching I Well, that was. Well, it's can't... weird. Like every season is like, yeah, I'm still watching it. Or like the next season is like, I'm still watching it. got good again. And then it goes back and forth yeah, a lot. I feel like you can't kill off your main characters and then have a viable season after that. Well, they're making that movie about the main Some... dude. Somehow the show says does it's gonna kill be off like... main characters. And... He's like, it's going to be like Logan. It's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Logan was not. I don't believe I that for a second. they killed the main dude, though. They did, but they're making a movie about him now. Is he going to be resurrected as a zombie? I don't. Stage I don't. Two? I have never watched the show, so I have no idea. Watched oh. season one on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, never seen it because I think zombies are dumb. I've never liked zombies. Sure. I just find it absurd that something that would like 
They're fun to kill in video games. Like but they would that's the, about it. They would decompose literally in front of your eyes is somehow gonna rip you apart. You can't bring logic to zombies. Wrong. I just can't, can't can't do it. I just stop left braining your zombie movies. <laughs> not what you're supposed to do I'm, I i've noticed that we have no thoughts about maleficent <laughs> uh, i didn't see the first one i was wondering why they even made this because the first one was good it was a nice little retelling of you know yeah, um, she's like an anti-hero and it was a little more complicated than right. you originally thought yeah cool but didn't and she kind of like where do you ending? go with their characters from there because like you kind of redeemed maleficent a little you bit. redeemed her already she found out her Apparently true, not. she She's truly fell in love with the little girl and had real love for her that's why she was able to break the spell it was just a beautiful nice ending i don't know why you would make a sequel to that where so you can now, have more epic lord of the rings style d- final battles because you felt bad like she needed to actually be evil because i liked that, that she was good i'm just gonna leave it at that I don't know, but it's probably going to be number one this weekend. Yeah, I don't think... (laughs) I don't think Joker... um, I got distracted. I don't think Joker is going to be taking number one again. No. I mean, it's... It'll still do a lot, but, you know, you can only hang... Hold on. Say it. Cody's got the Hobbit... uh, What's that that song? The Misty Mountains theme as her ringtone. Maybe you'll hear (laughs) it in the background. (laughs) Calling my phone. I forgot to put it turn it off so unprofessional but yeah i mean as much as like i haven't heard anyone be like oh my god maleficent sequel like i think it will somehow take number one although i will say it it was a movie themed ringtone oh yeah Yeah. okay that's fine that's a very good movie but oh the first hobbit i hate the hobbit movies all three of them I like the second one wasn't there only two hobbits no they made a third yeah there was a third one (laughs) what happened the second one what do you mean um, that's a good question. Like two things, sure but three? the movie was like three hours long. I feel like it was should only have been s- I mean, one was, movie that was split into two. It was it like the rest of the only should have been one movie. They keep traveling. Yeah. They meet a dragon. I did like um, Bandit Cumberbatch. The dragon. Awful like, movies. I was sad that um, what's his name Oaken Shield. Yeah. Dies at the end. I'm not. I. <laughs> I, think, I didn't want him to. He's a butthole in the book. Like, good Is goodness. he a butthole in the book? Yeah, he just like gets totally I'm corrupted not. and turns evil. Oh, he get he does get corrupted. Yeah, he's Ugh. a dwarf. They're easily corrupted. Yeah, dwarves are evil. Except for Gimli. Yeah, he's the good one. He is the good one. I don't know that, that's an interesting the story of those movies. I, they like destroyed the economy of New Zealand where they were filming them, uh, and like just ripped off so many of the local people who worked on them. Yeah, it was awful. Mm. Brutal. Yeah, nothing about those movies is good. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's probably Again, the end of the episode. We, we yeah. talk all day. <laughs> <shit. laughs> I love talking the about office. the dystopian future <laughs> and the rise of streamers and meme the movie. All right. Well, go out and enjoy real movies while you still can. <laughs> real emotional character pieces. Yeah. As says. True cinema. True, True cinema. cinema. <laughs> uh, and be sure to check out our podcast uh, where we have a new episode up every friday uh on all podcast uh services as well as on our website silverscreeninsider.com uh where we have all sorts of information for theater owners and management including um a whole database of upcoming films and marketing information and other kinds of needs you might have come check us out have a good weekend bye Bye,